Cube Radio. You are listening to the Car Guide Podcast with Louis-Philippe Dubé and Gabriel Gélina. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Car Guide podcast. Uh, this is uh, the last episode before we take a small holiday uh, break. Not that there's nothing going on during the holidays, but everybody needs a little bit of a break. And we'll be uh, knee-deep in snow. Not right now, but it's going to come. And uh, we'll have some fun cars uh, to drive during the holidays, and we can talk to you about them uh, when we come back in January. So just a very short two-week break. But for now, uh, a couple of things happened in the uh, in the industry uh gab do you use apple do you instinctively use apple carplay or android auto when you get into your own vehicle or a press car all the time really <laughs> yeah okay okay right okay well i so that's, that's that's good to know because i don't okay. <laughs> well actually you know for one reason um that i use the apple carplay it's because uh, you can have on your <laughs> on your uh, center screen in the car, you can have access to Waze. And yeah. I use the Waze app to get around okay. for one reason and one reason only. People flag where cops are doing radar. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you get a warning, you know, yeah, you get yeah, a heads yeah. up. Uh, yeah. you know, I like your Waze. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> or if there's, um, you know, a pothole or if there's an accident or something like that, you get warned about it. And as a, a Waze user myself, yes. if I see something on the road, I will flag it uh, yeah. through, through the app on, by using, of course, the cars, uh, the cars, uh, control touchscreen or otherwise. Right. But so that other, you know, uh, wazers that are behind me will be warned of a uh, patch of ice, fog on the road, whatever, because, or if there's a, you know, an accident right. or if there's a, like I said, radar, radar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the reason Very why. Very expensive radar. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, the reason why I use the Waze app. Okay. As opposed to Google Maps, as opposed to Apple Maps right. or whatever. Right. So I, I, I use Waze all the time just for that okay. one feature. That's interesting yeah. because, well, obviously some of you know that GM is axing yeah, the sure. uh, uh, Google, uh, 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 Android Auto, and uh, Apple CarPlay suites uh, for several reasons. And I myself, I, I tend to test... Uh, the infotainment, the infotainment system in the vehicle, but I don't, my, my phone is plugged via Bluetooth so I can take my calls, but I use, I tend to use, uh, the vehicle's infotainment system. Uh, I've used Apple Car, uh, Android Auto before, but it was, it, I found it every time it was a little bit buggy and here, depending on the vehicle, depending on my yeah. phone connection, if it's wireless or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, GM wants to, to, to say, wants to, to say goodbye to these, uh, uh, these things that you, you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people are using them. A lot of people instinctively plug them because they, you know, you can have your Spotify messages and all and all that stuff. Um, GM says it's because its uh, vehicles are getting more and more complicated. The uh, semi-autonomous uh, systems uh, need to have their own hub, uh, control hub, and they don't want someone depending on a phone to use 
the system or to be to have this kind of firewall between yeah. uh, the phone and the vehicle system. I mean, <clears throat> even if I don't use them, I don't really agree because exactly. so, so many people, so many people are using it. And yeah. also the other reason is for safety. But yeah. I'll let you put but, your, your, you know, your with, two with cents regards, on that. With regards to safety, any kind of infotainment system, whether it's a touchscreen, whether it's a rotary uh, device, you know, like what Mazda has in their cars. Yeah, or a Lexus touchpad. Or Lexus touchpad. <laughs> All of those things are, in effect, distractions. But the same is true of drinking a cup of coffee while you drive. Right. You know, everything, there's a lot of distractions that are, and of course, it's very tempting if you've got the apps of your phone on on the screen to start fooling around with them and things yeah. like that. But the key thing here, I think, is that obviously, you know, for a car maker that has brought about, you know, screens and all this touch technology and all this stuff to all of a sudden say, well, it's all about safety. You know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of hollow. It doesn't ring true at all. Yeah. You know, that's not, and that's not the real reason why they're doing this. They're yeah. not concerned about uh, safety. They're concerned about the fact that they can't, they're not controlling it, you know, yeah. and that you're out of their ecosystem and you're into Apple's ecosystem. That's a good you're point. you're into Google's ecosystem. Yeah. That's where you are. Yeah. But the, the, the new system in GM, I tried it out in the, the Blazer EV last week. Yeah. And it's a Google system, based, yeah, sure. based system. Yeah. but like you said, it's made, it's tailored for GM's vehicles yeah. and it's got all the in-app purchase or, you, you know, go. like... A, and that's the that's the number one reason why they're doing that. That's yeah. the reason why they're going to their own system is so they can sell you subscriptions to whatever yeah. through their own, you know, native system. I, we're talking about GM, but Tesla is the yeah. same, right? It's, yeah, same you thing. Know, yeah, same thing with Tesla. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, that's, you know... We, <laughs> Keep saying that cars are becoming more and more like computers on wheels and things like that. It's true to a certain degree, but um, yeah, the real reason why the manufacturer wants to control this is just that because they can they they think they can monetize it. Yeah, either right now through subscription services like OnStar or anything else. Yeah, uh, or in the future when somebody comes up with something, you yes. know, something else that they, that they can sell and the data. Yeah, the data exactly. is is yeah, you know. That's a key thing. I read about you know if I I read a study uh, that was made by Mozilla. Mozilla, you know the yeah, yeah, the browser. Course. Yeah, and Mozilla is very known uh, uh, for their privacy. Yeah, sure. You know, data privacy, advocacy, and 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 stuff. And they have a a, a panel to this foundation that's called uh, Privacy Not Included, mm-hmm. and they study uh, all kinds of. You know, like home devices that, uh, like the, 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 the Nest, uh, HVAC system or, uh, the, the ring doorbells or even the Fitbits that yeah, we yeah. wear on our, our wrists. And they say, uh, they, they tested out, uh, the infotainment, uh, infotainment system on 25, uh, different brands. And they said that all of them collect data that sure. are not, you know, they're not, supp- the, they said that the, 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 info, the, uh, the manufacturers collect data to, for, to make the products better and safer. But we discovered that, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the data collected is a lot of personal stuff. Sure. And if you read through, through the, uh, the fine print, the fine print <laughs> in the US, <laughs> Nissan, Kia, Hyundai, uh, Tesla, yeah, um, sure. they, they, they collect, you know, citizenship info. I've seen, uh, uh, relationship info, a sexual orientation, and it's all written in, I mean, you can see the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, uh, cause I gave a conference on this on the, at the university and uh, on the, we- on the manufacturer's website. And it's, it's 
unlimited, unlimited amount of data. So like you said, if you take out the Google, the, the Android Auto or the Apple CarPlay factor, mm-hmm. you don't have access to that data because there's there's someone between, exactly. as a manufacturer, there's someone between it. And you know, obviously, that's another way to monetize. You know, that is a, is a way to monetize it. I mean, it, just to end with that study, because they said, I think it was like 75% was sharing that data with third parties, with third parties being data brokers, data, you know, insurance companies and stuff like that. So it's a whole new business model. Mm-hmm. And if you put... Android Auto or Apple CarPlay in the middle of that, then you can't take full advantage of that business model. Exactly. And, you know, for a car manufacturer like GM or any other one, the larger your pool of customers or that are using your own system, you know, the more attractive <laughs> it can yeah. be for a third party user to buy this kind of data from right. General Motors or, or, or anybody else. Or anybody else. Right, right. That's, so that's, that's another thing too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. You know, it. Uh, we we tend to forget it, but everywhere we go, uh, uh, with our phones in our pockets or whatever, we we leave a uh, a trail of cookies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? to say, that's yeah, that's where exactly. you've been and uh, what you're doing and who you've been with and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, that's one way for them to sort of try and get harvest uh, that information, collect yeah. it, and and sure, you know, potentially resell it to third parties. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Switching gears, literally, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mercedes AMG CLE. Yes, CLE 53, yes. Exactly. So on a previous trip, you didn't drive this car, but you saw it. Right, right. So you were introduced to it and uh, they showed you all the tech. And of course, the CLE, we have to uh, sort of explain that it's sort of like a cross between the C-Class and the E-Class now. Exactly. Merge those two into uh, into this this coupe. Yes. This uh, two-door coupe. A a coupe, a mid-size coupe that's actually, it's the the CLE class is longer than the C-Class and it's also longer than the E-Class. So if you saw, if you see the car, it's, it's, it's very, you know, swooping lines and, and very Mercedes-Benz look. And that's good because if you want to stay in that market, not a lot of people are shopping for coupes now. Um, and, and, and Mercedes, I think, did it very well. I, I got to drive earlier this year the CLE 300, which is the four-cylinder engine, yeah. uh, uh, 355 horsepower, I think 395 foot-pounds of torque, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, a very comfortable car, very tech, very uh, um, uh, digital, very good-looking, like I said. But, God, you know, that, that four-cylinder, it wasn't enough, you know, to give you you know, the feeling you're looking for in a sports coupe, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, we came out of there and then if you read my, my article in, in the, on the car guide, it was pretty much that the, that, that the vehicle's nice, but if you're retired and going golfing, it's, 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 it's all right. But otherwise, don't look for uh, palpitations. However, uh, the Mercedes obviously, yeah, Mercedes says, just wait, just, yeah, just exactly. wait a little bit before you, 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 you poop all over it for, mm-hmm. for the driving dynamics. We're, we're coming up with something else. So on another, uh, trip, uh, Mercedes trip, uh, we got to see and touch, uh, the, uh, AMG CLE 53, which uses the inline, uh, six cylinder engine from AMG. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, horsepower, uh, we're talking about uh, 443 horsepower and 413 foot-pounds of torque. So that's quite a bit more yeah, significant. Uh, than yeah, the sure. four-cylinder. And uh, you have the overboost function. You're familiar with that, yeah, with, with, with the mild hybrid uh, yeah. thing. So, so, for, so it could go up to 443 uh, foot-pounds of torque, which is, yes, it's going to be a heavy coupe, but however, that's Plenty, plenty of oomph. Um, obviously, I, I said it. We they use the uh, the mild hybrid system, uh, uh, four wheel steering, 
uh, on the uh, on the which I think was also available on the CLE 300. Uh, we drove that one on on tight turns, and that's pretty good. But AMG's got its name all over the car now, mm-hmm. uh, not only technically but seats. Uh, dashboard, red stitching, and you know the whole an exhaust system that wakes your neighbors up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah like definitely. <laughs> you know, like it was. If you see the pictures, and and we'll we'll show you the pictures uh, on the website. It's uh, it's 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 got the sinister AMG. You know, look for for yeah, and the three the, the yeah. CLD three hundred we we had was more of like a blue type you know Florida retired type type vehicle whereas whereas the whereas AMG the, this one scares women and children scares, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does so I didn't we didn't hear it we didn't get to start it we just you know there's a full full video on the website but but yeah. uh, but it's it's a good addition. To, you know, to this because Mercedes Benz really wants to stay in that segment, and it's not by only you know the vehicle is is it's larger in the front and larger in the rear, which is not just you know the new engine slapped in it and a new suspension. It's got obviously the the the, the AMG suspension on it, but but still you know like a different vehicle from the CLE 300, and I, I you know I think it's it, it was necessary to keep that lineup alive. And it's also nice that they're keeping the coupe alive, you know, because they they they've dropped the C class coupe, the E class coupe. Even the S-Class Coupe, there was yeah. that uh, a couple of years ago, and yeah. even Cabrios for, for all these three variants. Now, Yeah, the CLE is going to have the Cabrio too, but exactly. we haven't heard about that yet. So now they've at least kept a Coupe and a Cabrio two-door. You know, it, they're, they're keeping that segment alive with yeah. one vehicle as opposed to three now, yeah. which makes a hell of a lot more sense from a, from a business point of view. Because, yes. Uh, Obviously, the market's going now more and more towards SUV, but it's kind of nice that they're keeping the the coupe and eventually the cabrio alive. Yeah, and it it doesn't look like uh, too much of an egg shaped uh, electric <laughs> vehicle, which is which we like because when mm-hmm. everything that comes out now, I mean, not only Mercedes but a lot of uh, uh, of designers are going into the the more the more potato look for the, for the vehicles, and this one's got the signature Mercedes Benz grill. Two different grills, obviously, for the AMG yeah, one. It's the sure. vertical slats and and our horizontal for the CLE 300. Uh, as far as um, uh, scheduled uh, for launch, uh, it's going to be a second part of 2024, which is which is pretty soon. Uh, uh, obviously, in, in those terms, uh, it's all it. There's nothing really new about it except for the body panels and and the technical bits. Uh, and we'll know more about pricing. It's going to be expensive. The CLE 300 is expensive. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. But obviously, if you're looking uh, in that market, is it going to be uh, a, a fighter uh, uh, for uh, uh, the M3 or something? We don't know exactly yet, but uh, but we can't wait to drive it. And we'll get to do that uh, on the second half of uh, 2024. Gab, a good mix of electric uh, gas-powered ICE and also hybrid uh, vehicles that we drove this year. Uh, looking forward, and I, I mean not only this year, the next year in 2024, but in a, you know let's say the next two or three years, what are you looking for? Uh, what 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 are you looking forward to in terms of vehicles that are going to be coming out? Well, you know, there's a couple of significant uh, vehicles that are going to be coming out next year. Um, Obviously, you know, one that's going to be, that I'm going to be very interested in, uh, from BMW is the M5. Yes. Because that's going to get the powertrain of the XM 
uh, SUV. So yeah, which high, is completely insane. Yeah, <laughs> bonkers with a twin turbo V8 and the uh, the electric drive on top of that. So it's going to be um, a, a very very fast uh, sedan. So I, I'm kind of fond of the uh, the M5. I've always been. So I'm looking forward very much to the to the new one. Yeah, and if we're uh, staying with BMW, it's probably not coming up next year but you know we, we know that they're working on the uh, what they call the Neue Klasse yes which is um, their new uh, platform that's going to underpin a series of vehicles you know the replacement for the 3 series but also eventually an, an iX3 SUV things yes. like that so I think that will be uh, a very significant step forward for for BMW. You saw it at a couple auto shows, if I'm well, not mistaken. Well, actually, but we like saw me. we saw yeah we saw the concepts yes. for the for the Noe class and the um, what they call the uh, the concept D, which was at CES last year. Yeah, that was the first one. Exactly. And then there was the new when when they came out with Noe class Exactly. And then with the retro. Look yeah. with the head, like the the front end. Yeah. You know, like it, it kind of looks like a 2002, not year, but the model. Yeah, yeah exactly. From way back know, when. Way, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's a looker for sure. Yeah. Um, and um, but the 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 key thing, you know, it's obviously they're going to have a, a, an electric version of that, and of course also the. But, but yeah, because but, you know, they did, they didn't say it was going to be only electric. No, that's they it. said that you know, well, I you know BMW's yeah. strategy right now is to uh, create platforms and build on that same platform either an electric car, a gasoline-powered car, or a PHEV yeah. plug-in hybrid on the same assembly line. So, you know, in terms of the electric Noah Classe, we're thinking 800 volt architecture, just like the Taycan, just like the, you know, Audi uh, uh, e-tron GT, things like that. Uh -huh. So, you know, for the fast charging, things like that. But also, you know, it's a car that we don't really expect to see m in 2024. May, I think maybe we'll see it in 2025. Yeah. Something like that. It's a little bit more, uh, but I think, you know, it's, it's one of those cars that we should follow the development of you know, as yeah. closely as possible. Yeah. Because it, it's going to be a significant, uh, a significant change for, for BMW for sure. Another platform that's interesting and I, I can't wait to see it is the uh, Dodge Charger. Uh, yeah, EV because yeah, yeah, sure. well, EV. Uh, you know, we've saw we, nothing has been confirmed, but we saw pictures of the chassis of this vehicle that 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 you did. You know, like the whole at at the plant, and it had a transmission tunnel in it. Mm. So it got everyone talking about you know maybe the new Charger is going to be finally a two door now, and, and and you know the concept, the Daytona concept. You saw it, yeah, I saw it in the auto concept, shows, and yeah. it's it's a cool looking concept, but. You know, we heard about like the the simulated sounds that they were gonna give it, and then you know all kinds of stuff, and everybody was kind of you know wondering how it's gonna look. And Dodge wants to be you know the pioneer into the electric muscle car business, yeah. and then it was kind of you know we're look we were you know they 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 said there's gonna be different power levels depending on the you know like just like they they do with the keys and stuff like that. But now we saw the. The, the 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 frame of the vehicle with a with a with a transmission tunnel, so it got everybody talking about a hurricane engine possibility in uh, the new Charger, which is you know scrambles all the cards. <laughs> yeah, sure, but you know, they, often car makers tend to um, 
to fool around with us a little bit. You know what? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. Maybe they just put him out there to get me talking faster and more excited. <laughs> so who knows what that's going to do. But you know, I saw the, the concept last year at CES, last January. And um, it was very f interesting because while I was there at the, uh, it was a very small booth that uh, Dodge had. The, yeah. the car was sort of like tucked away back in the, in the corner. And there were two very tr interested spectators. One was Oliver Zipsa, who's chairman and CEO of BMW AG, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the other was uh, Frank Weber, who was the uh, head of uh, research and development for BMW AG. So these two guys are looking very closely at this Dodge Daytona Charger EV concept. Right. Which is, you know, just about the furthest thing you could get from a BMW in terms of looks or in terms of uh, styling. Yeah. But they seem to be very intrigued uh, with it. Uh, also, uh, Carlos Tavares, the head of uh, oh, yeah. TSA Stellantis, also uh, came by to look at it. Uh, obviously, it's <laughs> you know that's yeah, part of his port for portfolio of brands. Of course, but, <laughs> but still, uh, still, it's fun to see him there. But uh, you know, and and when we're talking about sound, and I mean, uh, I told you about this. I think on the last podcast, I drove the Hyundai Ioniq 5N, and these there are oh, special yes. sounds that they they've incorporated in that that fake. Uh, transmission that fit gearbox in an electric car. So definitely, you know, Hyundai did a really good job of creating that kind of emotion uh, in an electric vehicle. Yeah. So and since you talked about that car, I mean, I have to put my hands on it. Yeah, yeah. You no have to way. drive it for sure. <laughs> right. But if Dodge does something similar, yeah, like that, with that kind of um, you know V8 rumble in yeah. the background somehow. Uh, yeah, a little uh, crazy, like yeah. a, a shaking steering wheel yeah, or something, something you know, like a rough idle, yeah. a rough idle for an EV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things that will make the car more emotional, more engaging. Yeah. Because, you know, like we've always said, you know, sometimes the, of course, the electric cars are fast, but they're not, not quite as engaging as, right. as a gas powered car because you don't get the same kind of responses and get the same kind of feedback. But if they're able to, you know, somehow, MacGyver this to make to give us that kind of feeling the same kind of feeling and responses that you get from a muscle car then maybe maybe we'll be in good shape yeah maybe they'll convince yeah. the the, uh, the crowd that's been well, buying these cars I'm for so long I'm not too <laughs> sure about that but you know we're, we're very another car that's going to be interested you know we've seen the trends uh, lately Everybody's making a Dakar version of something. Oh, yeah, you know, the yeah, Porsche yeah. 911 Dakar. Yeah. You have the it's Huracan. to drive that, that Porsche Dakar. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Huracan Sterato. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, now there's this, this, this idea of doing, uh, a Raptor treatment for the Mustang. Oh, yeah. You know, I think so, I saw like mock-ups or, or, exactly. or renderings of the. So. If, if think about it, you know this this idea of a V8 powered car, but with all wheel drive and yeah. lifted suspension, and it's kind of <laughs> like off road tires. It'd be perfect for winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's In what Canada, you want with right? the potholes and everything. Yeah. So that's you know again, everybody seems to be jumping on that sort of like off road, you know, transforming a sports car into an off roader kind of thing. Is it just a fad? Is it just a uh, you know something that's that's going to come and go? But I think it's interesting that a lot of car manufacturers are moving in that direction. Yeah. You know, because uh, after the SUV craze, 
you know, maybe it's something a bit more interesting about a looks more like a car, but can I do a, about the same kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm in for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, something. Yeah. And then you have Subaru there, like, hey, we've been doing this forever, mm. <laughs> doing with all the vehicles. Um, yeah, a couple of other things. Uh, I think that there's going to be uh, the CX70 at some point. Uh, from yeah. Mazda. Yeah, sure. Uh, you, I didn't get to drive the CX-90. You drove it and with the inline six. Uh, it's a beautiful engine. It's, yeah, it, obviously. So there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, a smaller version of the, because mm-hmm. CX-90 is pretty big. It's a pretty big vehicle. So yeah, sure. if you have a smaller, you know, premium type, you know, I mean, it's, it's not as exciting as the vehicles we just mentioned, but still something that's, uh, you know, it's going to be expected from 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 uh, from buyers in Canada, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, of course, it's going to be. Um, I mean, it's going to look probably similar to the CX60 that they have uh, right now on the market in Europe. Right. Um, but like you said, you know, the the platform of the of the CX90, um, and it'll be a little bit bigger, obviously, than the CX5 and the CX50. So it's going to be it's going to be. In a, in a kind of a sweet spot, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, you know if 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 they carry on with the same kind of dr- driving dynamics, and Mazda's known for that, so it's going to be uh, it should be a very engaging yeah. SUV to drive. You know, the the CX ninety right now is my favorite three row SUV. Oh right! right. If, if I had to buy one uh, three row SUV tomorrow, it would be <clears> that's the one I would get. Cool. Even if I don't really like the infotainment system and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, but you got over that because yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's but it drives so well. Yeah, you know, and that for the six, size and for yeah. the yeah, and that inline six is just a gem, gem of an engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, couple of other vehicles. Uh, quick mention, uh, maybe on the ZR1 for the Corvette. Sure. Uh, maybe some Shelby uh, versions of the new Mustang because there is uh, the dark horse. But obviously, Shelby is going to get involved and give us uh, maybe uh, a couple of uh, uh, GT versions of the Mustangs. But nothing is uh, uh, has been announced about the, about that so far. But still, yeah, a couple of a uh, uh, good year ahead. And uh, uh, after that, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of surprises um, uh, coming up in the next, the first months of 2024 to get us uh, 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 thinking about what's going to happen in 2024. Yeah, sure, because, you know, we've seen some great concepts at the Tokyo Motor Show. Oh, yeah. yeah right. I mean, you were there as well. I wasn't. Oh, no, you weren't there. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> I wasn't. It's the only one I wanted to go. <laughs> you, you were sadly missed. <laughs> but, you know, we saw a, a great concept from, from Mazda, the Iconic SP, uh, yeah. a bunch of concepts from from Nissan, a bunch of concepts from Toyota and Lexus, which are very close, I was told, to being production models. Right, so there's right. going to be a lot of action there and a lot of action um, in in terms of sports cars with uh, Toyota and Lexus because they have two models that are that are very, uh, you know, th- that we're looking at maybe as a possible MR2 replacement and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Um and you know, if we can get away from a new SUV or a new, you know, a new two box car, or two box vehicle, into, yeah. into actual you know shapes and you know cars that yes. that can uh, with, with can 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 give us a new. Uh, New styling yeah. and you know new perspective on exactly. EV on electric vehicle. That'd yeah, be great. That, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah sure.
Uh, Gab, last week I was in Arizona for the official uh, North American launch of the uh, Kia EV9, the three-row SUV. Uh, you've you've driven it a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> a long time in in automotive terms, which is I think it was the beginning of the year or towards, uh, towards yeah, around June, year, I around think. June. Okay, June so and, uh, at at the proving grounds in uh, in uh, California. Okay, yeah, grounds, that's yeah. right. So. Uh, EV9, ex very expected vehicle, very bold looking yeah, yeah. vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it goes, you know, it looks like something straight out of a sci-fi movie. Uh, but uh, for a family vehicle, it seems like they managed to make it not uh, too boxy in terms of uh, aerodynamics. We're talking mm -hmm. as 0.8. Eight uh, uh, drag coefficient, uh, zero point two eight. Sorry, a uh, drag coefficient uh, for for comparison. The Tesla Model Three is zero point two three, which is which is you know something really 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 special when you're looking at it because it's, it looks like a Range Rover, uh, as boxy as a Range Rover. Uh, but in terms of drive, I remember you telling me, oh, it's a heavy vehicle, but it's not. It it you know it's it it's. It's a cool drive for a three-row vehicle. Yeah, sure. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, the car is the car is quick. The car is responsive. Yeah. The car handles well. But you know, you can't like I always say, mass is mass. Yeah. And it's still it's still a very very heavy vehicle. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, it's a three-row uh, all-electric SUV. Um, We know that's where the market is going, SUVs, things like that. Yeah. So it makes sense that they are, they're going electric. But you know, what I'm, what I really would like to see is like from Kia or from anybody else for that matter is a small car, yeah. electric car that's affordable <laughs> because this thing is like, you know, way north of 80, 80,000 uh, well, for the depends. GT line or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. GT line is very expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you can still get, I think it's like 59,995 yeah, for the all wheel drive. Yeah. Uh, which keeps you in, you know, in, in territory for the, for the incentives, uh, you know, depending on where you are. Uh, but, uh, I mean, for the all wheel drive. And then after that, you stack on the GT line, which is, yeah. which is the one we drove and was, you know, 75 upwards. Uh, but still, I found that, you know, like for, you know, you know, at 59,000, for example, and then you get the incentives for it. Uh, you know, like a minivan is really expensive, yeah, yeah, right? Sure. It's a gas-powered minivan is very expensive. Okay, you got, you know, it's, it's got 450 kilometers of range, but it's not very efficient. You know, we drove it around and I couldn't get, you know, like a decent, uh, uh, a power consumption, you know, that, that, that can rival a vehicle that, you know, electric vehicle that we drove, you know, like even at, you know, especially at Tesla or any family uh, uh, electric vehicle. Uh, we drove it in terrible conditions. So, 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 you know, it, it, it doesn't compare We're to someone who's terrible. You're talking uphill, downhill, things like that. What, uh, on the highway, highway, which is, which yeah, is completely yeah, all highway and yeah. no, 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 re uh, 85 regenerative braking, yeah, you know, mm. and then after that, they took us into a dirt tr trail, which yeah. we, you know, we gave it, you know, it's money's worth of, mm. uh, of, of, uh, of sideways action. So it wasn't, you know, but, but it's still very, you know, I, I, it, we're so far off in terms of, of, of uh, energy consumption when you're looking at a uh, uh, model Y, for example, which mm. is so much smaller, uh, but still consume a lot less energy. Uh, but I found that the, uh, that, you know, just driving it, it gave me a little bit more feel that some of the, 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 the three row vehicles that I out there. So pe people are looking for a little bit of feedback in, in the steering wheel. Um, 
Kia Infotainment System, obviously, it's the it's it's a new version of it. It's the best in my, uh, you know, that Kia has done uh, so far. So far, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like so super easy to use. And uh, yeah, obviously, I used the 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 uh, Android Auto suite that time because obviously that's equipped. Um, but yeah, a good family vehicle with a flat floor. You yeah, know, sure. you know, like you can you can really really uh, 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 you know put everything everywhere in the vehicle, and it's never going to be you know clogged with stuff. Uh, I don't have a family, so you know, I'm never I'm not in that buying bracket. But I, I was like, geez, if I need if I needed a, a fully electric three wheel vehicle, there's nothing really to compare. Compare it, yeah, you know, right. like direct comparison with the EV9. Yeah, exactly. So you know, the, and and like you said, with, at fifty nine nine, you know, it's a you get you're getting a lot of vehicle for yeah. the money. You know, yeah. there's a lot uh, there's a lot to like in mm. this in this Kia EV9. Yeah. Um, obviously, the styling is going to be a major thing. <laughs> um, when I first saw it, I, to me, it was like uh, it looked. Sort of like looks like a stormtrooper, stormtrooper, from, yeah. from Star Wars, <laughs> especially in the white and black uh, yeah, uh, color trim. Scheme. But um, and get used to this kind of uh, styling because that's the styling direction for for Kia. We know that yeah. they've introduced uh, new models, electric uh, with electric drive for specific market like China and things like that. But there are more uh, smaller models coming from from Kia, yeah. which will be styled in in a similar vein or a similar. Yeah, uh, design language should I say than the than the EV9? So, um, yeah, hopefully you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's I, certainly I, I'm it's certainly different. Of, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I mean, like yeah. I said, like I mentioned before, the potato shape is not mm. like I, I find that they all look alike. Whereas where they go a little bit bolder. I mean, it can it can be exaggerated at times, yeah. but I find that, you know, like if you're if you're, I, it's it's like a marketing technique, you know, like someone who has a family. It looks badass for a three-row vehicle. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing out there that, that kind of looks like it. It's very unique. Is it going to be unique for very long? I think, you know, some, some, mm. some car companies are going to, are going to copy that look or not, but still, still looks a little bit, a little bit more, uh, uh, distinctive. I yeah, guess, sure. From, from and they've the got little. some interesting wheel designs as well for that vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you saw the, yeah. so, some of them are pretty out there. Yeah. The ty- <laughs> type of wheels you would see on concept cars yeah, in the nineties, exactly, you know, exactly. like really flat yeah. plastic looking wheels. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. uh, but yeah. Anyway, overall, overall, uh, overall, nice vehicle. I mean, I mean, I've, okay, next in two weeks, I'll talk to you about the Blazer EV, which was a completely uh, different experience uh, for me. But but still not a three row. Still, even if it's a midsize, it's 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 kind of difficult to compare because it's not the same buyer. Uh, but still, very different vehicle. So we'll we'll get to that at the at the uh, at the at the next podcast episode. Um, on your side, you drove something uh, uh, the uh, uh, Mercedes Benz. Uh, uh, C forty three. Yeah, sure. So you know, obviously the the uh, the Mercedes. Actually, it's called now the Mercedes AMG, AMG yeah. C forty three formatted. It's very easy with Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <Exactly. I> mean, <laughs> Mercedes AMG C forty three formatted. Right. Yeah, sure. So you yeah, obviously you know it's based on 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 the C class. Yeah. And um, the engine is you know obviously is is one of the most interesting engines from from AMG mm. that uh, four cylinder with the uh, uh, turbocharging and also the now with the the electric assist yes so 
you were looking, you, you know, it, it's a, a C-class car with like 400 horsepower. So it's it's quite significant in terms of uh, in terms of uh, of power. Also, yep. same thing with with um, with the torque. Um, so we were talking about you know a torque of uh, 369 foot pounds at 5,000 RPMs, and the the thing about this car is that. Uh, it is it's quick you know it's like zero to 104.6 seconds you know it, it moves yeah you've got the standard all-wheel drive you've got rear wheel steering things like that it handles pretty well the big downside for me with with this car is the uh, the gearbox you know it's got the automatic transmission mm -hmm. but it's an automatic transmission that seems to always uh, in certain types of driving when you're driving you know really a little bit more sporty um It tends to hunt for you know to, for the right gear all right. the time, things like that. Also, when you're coming to a stop and you're uh, trying to get going again, sometimes the start-stop system is not really all that, mm -hmm. that great in terms of making that transition. So it's it's a little bit of a, um, an irritant uh, with regards to the start-stop and and the gearbox. But apart from that, you know, definitely very fast car, and um, you know, obviously the interior. Uh, looks great with that, you know, massive uh, screen on the uh, center screen. Yes, and you know you can turn the car into a disco with regards to ambient lighting at <laughs> night and things like that. So it's got it's got. Well, you know, it's a young crowd. Yeah. You know, it's aimed at a younger crowd, right? So the C4, the C, C, uh, the C class, you know, in general. I mean, I, I own an old, an old. 2014 C class. I'm, okay, I'm not that young, but still, you know, now it's it's it 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 got younger from yeah. from the generation mm -hmm. that I had. It got, this vehicle got younger, and it's trying to Mercedes is trying to attract a, a, a younger clientele. But yeah, sure. And to me, you know, it's it's like um, it it it's plenty fast. You know, mm -hmm. like there are, we know that there are the C63 coming and other variants of the C class. Right. But this one is just, you know, it's fast enough. It's fast enough, <laughs> you know. So there's no there's no real I I really like that and you know there's no turbo lag on on yeah. on this car and things like that. What do you think of the sound? Well, it's a little bit off, you know, because yeah. it's a four-cylinder. It's always been when, yeah, you, yeah. because it, it doesn't sound anywhere near as good as the, the eight-cylinder sixty-three exactly. C63s. But still, you know, it, 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 it's 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 kind of okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But to to be very fair, you know, in this segment, it's not necessarily the the car I would buy in, mm. in this in this segment. But I I can see the 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 appeal. I can see the attraction. Right. Uh, and like I said, my my pet peeve with that car is unfortunately the the automatic gearbox and the stop start system. Right. But apart from that, it's a pretty nice effort. Good. Gap after the holidays, uh, the CES uh, Consumer Electronics Show is coming real fast. It's always the first show of the year, a show that has uh, didn't have anything to do with automotive, uh, you know, 10 years back. <laughs> but now here we are with uh, yeah. with the connected vehicle, and a lot of manufacturers in the last few years have been, you know, you, you've been you you saw it. I know how much you love Las Vegas. You're not you're not <laughs> <laughs> you're not going this year. We're going to be you and I are going to cover it from afar. But but still, uh, Kia and Hyundai uh, showing up at the show and they're probably going to have some new tech. We don't know much about it uh, so far. Uh, something new is going to come up probably. So, yeah, You know, it's interesting because uh, when CES, when automakers started to get interested in CES, that's where the Bolt Uh, was launched, right? You know, the Bolt TV was not at Detroit; it was at CES. Uh, that I'm talking about Detroit Auto Show, which was back in the day in January. So the CES kind of stole the 
the thunder there yep. uh, with the bolt reveal. But you know, I mean, Audi, that's why they showed the virtual that's cockpit. A good, that's that's a like good 10, pun, 12 right, years, right. Uh, 12 years ago was, was at, uh, at CES. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, it, even in past years, I mean, um, uh, Mercedes Benz showed, unveiled the CLA, which was not necessarily a very, you know, techno forward kind of car. No, it was pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty bland. Pretty, pretty basic, <laughs> but yeah. they chose to do it at, at CES. Yeah. Like I said, last year, BMW, uh, Oliver Zipso was a keynote speaker, chairman of BMW there. They showed yeah. the Concept D uh, with um, with their um, uh, the screen that's not a screen because it actually displays the information on the base of the uh, of the uh, windshield. Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw across that. Across the entire span of the windshield, things like that. So again, There's going to be some some good stuff coming out of uh, of uh, CES with regards to automotive. I know Honda has uh, some some announcement that they're going to make there as well. Uh, Kia and Hyundai, you know, they're very very much uh, very tech savvy companies now, yep. and uh, moving very uh, quickly uh, on that front. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what they've they've come up with. Definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, CES. <laughs> I mean. I, I like going there, you know. I I don't really like Vegas, but yeah. for two days I can I can manage. Yeah, especially if there's and cars involved. Cars exactly. Involved. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that and how it's going to how this tech is going to trickle down into uh, the vehicles that we're going to drive in the future for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, my test drive of the Blazer EV. Uh, Uh, vehicle that's um, with the underpinnings of uh, the Ultium platform, uh, which is now used uh, for uh, bigger much bigger uh, members of the GM family, but now the Blazer EV is on the market. It is available uh, in dealerships, but still uh, we took it for a good drive in California. We'll have impressions on that. And also whatever uh, Gab you drove, uh, you're going to drive during the holidays. We'll, we'll, we'll hear from that as well. I'm going to drive Santa's super sleigh. No, oh, just <laughs> <laughs> coming up, the, coming down the chimney. <laughs> All right, can't wait to do. Well, happy holidays to everyone uh, yeah, before sure. we leave and uh, be safe out there on the roads and if uh, if you're partying and drinking obviously don't drive uh, we can only tell you that much because uh, uh, because uh, driving during the holidays uh, uh, on the roads uh, uh, with uh, with all those parties going on not a good idea so uh, uh, hitch a ride and test drive the backseat of someone's car it's much better <laughs> <laughs> much better for everyone around and we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, for the next episode of the Car Guide podcast thank you for listening and visit us on the Car guideweb.com for everything we talked about and also on social media, Facebook, Instagram and all. So long and take care. Thank you for listening to the Car Guide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like. Visit us at carguideweb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Official Car Guide.